0: This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by drawyoupicture.com, where you can get just about anything drawn for pretty darn cheap. Check out and see what I've done for others and see what I can do for you at DrawYouAPicture.com. Also brought to you today by GoDaddy.com, where you can use the code PODNAME121 to save money on your next domain name. Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since
1: 1996. Geek Loves Nerd. Nerd Loves Geek did Late last week, I haven't asked lately because
0: she's still living here and that's more than I deserve. Hi, how you doing, folks? This is Geek Loves Nerd, where we're trying to find something in common since 1996. Show number 77, I believe, brought to you the week of uh, April 27, 2010. Hi, I
1: am James. I'm the geek. And I'm Jen. I'm the nerd. Welcome to our show. Welcome. Welcome to your face. Welcome to your face. I love your face. I love your new microphone.
0: Yeah? You're, <laughs> You're jealous, aren't you?
1: <laughs> I am a little bit, but not really, because I have a new microphone as well. You have my old microphone. I know, but it's new to me. Hey, what
0: about we turn off the air conditioner? Nah. Yeah, let's do that right. real quick. Be
1: right back. People. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, I got a brand new microphone. It is a Hale. Heel. heel? I don't even know how to say it right.
1: I like to say Heel like Neil, only um, with an H. Heel.
0: Heel. Uh, uh, PR40, and I love it. And I want two now. I've got to get you one.
1: I wish you had a PR50. <sighs>
0: You don't even know what you're saying, and that's what makes it so um, a, a not annoying. It isn't annoying. It is it is literally uh, uh, insulting.
1: To I think me. it's cool. <laughs> and we got new headphones, and that's a really great thing. Yeah,
0: Jen's had these headphones for a while. Um, not that you care, but they hurt her ears, mm-hmm. and uh, she uh, you know she was going to quit the show. I was going. Life to. was going to end as we knew it. But anyway, before we go too far off topic here, um, this is a show where we are in a part, we're in a, this is part three of a 13 part series we're doing on parenting and proper discipline. And this week we're going to be talking quite a bit about the reasons we don't discipline as parents. Aren't we, Jen? We are. Um, And I don't mean we, as in me and Jen, because we do.
1: Actually, we don't. Oh, well I'm, sorry. I'm just are kidding. You I'm, just
0: you're loopy tonight. I am. You're a little loopy and it's gonna throw the people for a loop. I'm sorry. But it's okay. Um I first, warned you. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some uh weekly updates. All right, weekly update number one. Um, Jen, what do you got?
1: Um, I'm gonna take Dunder to the library tomorrow for story
0: time. That hasn't happened yet. How can that be your weekly update?
1: Well, because it's something that's going to happen this week.
0: No. No, <laughs> no, <Mm-mm>. inadmissible. <laughs> oh no! Nice. Jen's already in the future. What do you What do you perceive is going to happen?
1: All right. Well, let's um, let's move to you then. While I no, think of a new. <laughs> no. What do you think's going to happen tomorrow? What I, are you... I don't know. I'll be interested to see how well story he, time. He he. Um, I, I'm hoping he'll like it. Yeah. If, if he did, Jenna didn't really care for it that much. Do you know what story they're going to be telling? No. They don't really tell you in advance. They just tell a story. Is it, I mean,
0: it's, I doubt it's War and Peace.
1: No, it'll be probably about a 10-page book with about four words Something on each Something with page. an animal, I bet. I, I would guess. Or a train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mostly it's it's watching other people's kids run around. Yeah. And your own kid run around. All the around. other
0: kids that can't behave. hmm And then your child that's scared to misbehave. Yeah. Um, okay, my weekly update is this. Uh, today at work... I. I didn't go to bed last night, like at all. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was very surprised when I was able to function. But I, I, just throughout the day, I wouldn't get tired. I would just get slap happy, stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I do that, I typically do stupid things. And luckily, people find this amusing. So I was sitting at the desk of a fella named Daryl at work. -hmm. He's one of the accountant type people. Mm -hmm. Very, very, he's probably the nicest guy in the entire planet. Definitely the nicest guy at work.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And um, I'm listening. I I appreciate that. Uh, Anyway, so uh, I sat there and I'm I was writing him a note, and somebody comes up to me and says, "Do you know where Daryl is?" And it was this lady (laughs) that everybody's kind of scared of. She's very nice, but she just has this way. Like she reminds me of the. don't forget your paperwork. You know, you know that that lady mm-hmm. from from Monsters Incorporated. And so uh, she's—I I do think she's secretly a secret agent, by the way. But she came up and she was like, oh, "Where's Daryl?" <laughs> and I says, uh, "I'm Daryl. And get out of my face."
1: Did you really say get out of my I face? Did. I did. You need to get this out of lady? my face because she's not really the joking around no. type. <laughs> but that's why mm-hmm. I was—I was
0: just like, I'm gonna joke around with the unjoke around lady. <laughs> And that's funny mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I took a risk, so I said, You're gonna "Yeah." Get fired. I says, "I'm Daryl. Uh, get out of my face!" And and everybody's like, "Ooh." <laughs> and I says I says yeah I'm I'm sick of being nice I'm standing up for myself I'm the new improved Daryl and the ladies on either side because he's got a lady in a cube in front of a lady and they're like no you're not because Daniel is our Daryl is nice and he is awesome and and that is not an improvement at all they're all defending him like I'm you know like I'm trying to be serious
1: like you truly are Daryl yeah
0: and and I'm like no no I can't help how Daniel acts when he's not here you mean Daryl Daryl whatever. <laughs> And so about that time, as I'm really going to ramp it up and I was going to go to phase three here, he shows up and I'm like, oh, hi, (laughs) Daryl, you probably need to apologize to some people (laughs) because while you were gone, you really offended someone. So see you later. (laughs) And they were like, James. I'm like, hey, I can't control what he does when he's not here. (laughs) And I just laughed. And and their their
1: brain was just like, yeah.
0: little, little, less. So. You're
1: most definitely going to be fired. Or she's going to take away all of our budget because the lady that you were mean to controls mm. the budget. That's okay. Um,
0: you know what, though? That wasn't my real weekly update. My real weekly update is tomorrow... I'm doing something <laughs> that I haven't done yet.
1: Sorry, that's disqualifying. I want
0: to tell you about that. That hasn't happened yet.
1: There's weekly update rules that I was unaware
0: of. I live in the future. Yeah. One See, of
1: them includes you can't talk about future. I,
0: I shouldn't let you watch Doctor Who because you just you get in that mindset and you're like, I can do whatever I want.
1: I'm a Dalek.
0: A what?
1: <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> I can't remember
0: now. Oh no. That may be what they call a female dalek.
1: Dalek. <laughs>
0: whatever. I love you. <laughs> I love you,
1: Darlic. <laughs> Exterminate. Uh, it's a dumb <laughs> name, anyway. And all they are is they look like moving trash cans. Yeah, they, they don't look very scary. Well, they are though. I, they try to say they are, but they still just look like moving look, trash they're the, cans. They're for the, the, the only weird voice. thing that
0: makes the doctor sweat. Okay. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But
1: if it's going to make him sweat, they should be a little bit Do you cooler. have
0: a real weekly update or are we going to just keep? No,
1: let's keep going on. <laughs> I'm right. done. Mine's a m- future update, I like to call it. Oh, okay. Well,
0: that's great. Um, it is half your show. But this show is sponsored by Dean Piercy. Thank you, Dean. Uh, Corey Ingman. Thank you, Corey. And Paul Detrana. Thank you, Paul. Detrana. Just Paul dt all right it's time for this main topic i think i'm gonna get jen um or jen pace to not Jen Pace, who am I thinking of? Jen Page. Page, I'm gonna, I think I need to hire her to to do some segment bumpers. It's about time Geek Loves yeah. Nerd stepped up to the microphone. They should it doesn't
1: cost that much, it doesn't. Geek um, Nerd is main
0: topic today is reasons we don't discipline. So we're gonna just jump right into it, Jen. Um, let's go through when we did our Sunday school class on this topic. And when we, you know, we're in there in a brick and mortar building talking through this, we went around the table and we asked why don't we discipline? What are some of the struggles that you have? And, and we didn't assume nobody, we didn't assume that everybody doesn't discipline. What we assumed, though, is that everyone has moments where they don't mm-hmm. or they do it improperly. And we ask people to share those moments. What are those moments of weaknesses? And I want to say pretty much consistently all the way around the table, including ourselves, when you're tired or stressed out, mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Or and, overwhelmed. Or, yeah, yeah, that, well, that falls into, that's what I was saying, chaotic and all that, but that's all stressed out. Uh, people, parents tend to, uh, to, to forget the big picture and get very situational, very inconsistent, or they just totally leave it alone altogether
1: mm-hmm. or they
0: go off. Right. So, um, what, I don't know, what, when do you struggle being a, a disciplinarian?
1: Um, I struggle. Well, I have two times I struggle. One time, obviously, is when I'm tired, when I'm stressed out, when there's something else I'm focused on, um, like if I have a work thing to get out, or I'm trying to get something specific done, like get the house clean before somebody comes over, that kind of thing. But um, the other time would be too if I'm just kind of in a kind of a good mood, but just kind of a lax mood, I guess I should say, mm. where I just don't. It almost feels mean. You know, to discipline. It almost mm. feels mean to have standards. So it's like I, I get relaxed. But then the kids, like, automatically will take advantage of that. And then they I'll end up, <laughs> end up mad at them. So it doesn't work.
0: <laughs> I think they have an inner terrorist alert system. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's on when, it's on red. We need to calm down. The defenses are But then down. when it gets to green, the moment.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, oh. Hey, it's, it's time so cool. to start painting stuff. <laughs> yeah. I especially am bad about that when you're gone for some reason, Mm. except this last time. I think we talked about it. Yeah, we did,
0: because usually when I'm gone, I'm getting calls about how the kids are driving you absolutely nuts. I'm all scared Mm -hmm. to death to even go anywhere because of that. But this last time, you actually toughened up a little bit. I did. Relaxed your standards just a bit on some of your things, but really toughened up on your expectations. Things went better for you.
1: Mm -hmm. They did.
0: On my end, when I, I don't know. When do I not discipline?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: I'm perfect, so
1: yeah. No, um, for me, I think the like when you're tired and you just fall asleep on the couch. Yeah, you're not really doing any discipline. That's right. If
0: if I'm passed out, I'm I'm no good (laughs) at discipline at all. And that is true because my son will come up to me, and he will open my mouth. With my teeth still closed, but he will open my lips with his hands. Just grab top, you know, his right hand on my top lip, left hand, and stretch me out, um, and try to peel my skin off my face, and try to get me to wake up. And uh, he's two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I don't stop him because no. I'm I'm dead to the world, and it, it feels like a dream.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but no, I mean that that's the only time. Like if you're just I don't know in a mode where you're really tired, or if you're kind of tuning them out. Would be the only other time. Other
0: times are when I'm getting in trouble with them. Mm. I enjoy daring them to do bad things sometimes yeah, just do for fun. That. Yeah. Like Jen told Jenna to go pick out a book or something. And I said, "Jen, Jenna, I said, why don't you, have you ever just thought about looking at your mom square in the face and saying, I'm not doing that, and then slapping her really hard?
1: Which was a horrible thing to say. And Jenna wouldn't do that.
0: Never. And that's why I could get away with it, because Jenna was, was horrified. A-
1: what if she just decided to try it, though? <laughs> she wouldn't. She I knew I was not. joking. Good
0: Lord. Uh, We're the weird parents. She,
1: Daddy, are you joking?
0: Uh, no, I'm not. Me and Mom hate each other, and you are an accident.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: so, um, yeah. Uh, we. But, but, but seriously, around the table, we heard consistently that folks really slack off the most when they're tired or stressed out, which, unfortunately for us, especially parents of preschoolers, is a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of the time. Okay, um, so uh, other things it, we don't discipline because sometimes parents want to feel loved, right. and 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 I think that uh, that that takes on the category of what you were talking about about not wanting to feel like the bad guy or feeling like you're being cruel. You want the kids to have a good day, um, but that's not very consistent, and kids don't deal well with ins- inconsistency. Another one is we want to feel loved by them, um, and I think. <laughs> You know, you get these moms that are pregnant, and that's great. You know, that's great. Uh, and they're they're just looking forward to that precious little baby. Because all of the the commercials, all the Gerber commercials have these happy babies just loving their moms and all that. Uh, they're in for a shock. Because yeah. I got a secret to tell everyone. Babies don't love nobody.
1: Mm-mm.
0: They don't love nobody They initially. want you
1: for what you can give them. Yeah,
0: and they hate <laughs> you if you don't.
1: Now, babies, you
0: know, they are sweet. They do sweeten up. And, they, and they're sweet while they're uh, unconscious.
1: They are. When they're asleep, they're the sweetest things ever. But, yeah, they're they're pretty much the most demanding people on the face of the earth, yeah. really.
0: And so, um, you know, you're, you're not, you know, I don't know. Kids don't always love you. Again, we said it a couple shows ago, you holding them down for a shot. If you were to ask that child, does, is this an act of a parent who loves you? They would say, no, she hates me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not always going to be able to feel loved by them. Uh, also, I, I think the biggest reason, though, that folks that, who just don't discipline at all, uh, I think either they are overcompensating for their childhood. You know, maybe they had a very strict parent. Right. Maybe it wasn't modeled for them. Um, they, they didn't have a balanced idea of discipline. It was all the punishment without the rewards. Uh, there was no relationship or connection. But, but beyond that, I think it's just really hard work. Mm -hmm. It's long-term and it's never-ending and people just get tired and they don't want to bother. Mm -hmm. I've heard, I've talked to parents um, who had kids that were really, really rough, especially uh, single moms with boys or moms who are married but absentee fathers who work all the time. um, They struggle with their boys and they'll tell me, I've tried that, I've tried that, I've tried that, but it doesn't work. And I scratch my head and I sigh because the only time something doesn't work is when you quit. Right, or you haven't found the point where the punishment outweighs the benefit of the um, the the behavior so or the misbehavior so we'll talk about more about that actually next week when we talk about consequences and and expectations and stuff but um some of the struggles that I think people deal with in discipline is they don't have expectations and standards mm-hmm. they, they do, but it's all situational and made up on the spot mm-hmm you know, especially these, these folks that have a lot of kids and they're just trying to get through the day. Um, if, if the kids are hitting each other, it's not a big deal unless they start coming out and telling on each other and then they'll step in and do something about mm-hmm. it because situationally it's bugging me. I'm trying to get something done. Da, 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 da. Um, and then also we end up trying to um, we really end up yelling more at the kids who are helping us than we do on the on the kids that aren't
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's
1: because we we, we we can relate expect, to that. yeah we expect the the older it's usually the older kids mm-hmm. but you know we expect the good kid to stay good and if they're yeah. not good it's like but you were my help you were like yeah you know the one thing i had yeah, and
0: jen and i were both firstborns so we both yeah. had to deal with that
1: we lived with that, but and and we do it. Or well, at least I do bit. it to Jenna sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten a lot better, I think. But I, it's a big temptation. It's like if the house is a mess, I want Jenna to help me clean. Even if the boy made most of the mess, it's really quite unfair. But you know, it's like it's like I I need help, and she's there, and she'll do it, and she mm. does a good job. Which you know, it isn't all bad to put her to work. But there does come a point where it's not. I shouldn't put it all on her just because she's older and, right. and more capable right so
0: but but the and the kid sees you know that they're being held to all these standards and they're and the sibling who can't behave or won't behave is being held to nothing and that undermines what you've developed in your older kids so consistency is hugely important Mm -hmm. and you need to have standards and not situational standards i believe in having a vision for your kid what do you want that kid to be when they're 21 what do you want that kid to be when they're 30 and i kind of go to 21 because that's you know what most people consider adulthood what what is uh what does what a snapshot of your child look like at 21? And what are you going to have to do between now and then to see that vision come true? What behaviors are going to have to change?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, another thing I've seen folks do, especially old school parents, is they expect kids to behave because of the of their own position over their children. Mm-hmm. That don't work. I mean, it kind of can work. You know, Do this because I told you to. Da, da, da. But any leadership book you read, Leadership by position is the lowest form of leadership at all.
1: Well, in a lot of time those kids will be good as long as they have to and the minute the parent turns right. their head, not that all kids don't do that to an extent, but especially in that case, the minute the parent turns the head, I mean, they're, they're off doing whatever they're not supposed to do.
0: Exactly, because it's based they just on position. Don't get and caught. that authority is based on that, that, that uh, proximity. Mm-hmm. And so when they're gone, you haven't actually taught the child to prefer good over evil. You've just taught them to respect you as a human. Mm-hmm. That's not enough.
1: Right. Although that's a good place to start. It is. It is, and, and it is
0: the foundation. But if you start and end there, mm-hmm. not not good enough. Um, the, the, other th- the other problem with that is those old school folks that do that typically put out a lot of commands, but do not feel that they need to explain anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's wrong. You know, there there is a time when the question why becomes disrespectful and ridiculous, and we had to put it into it to a certain extent with, with our daughter. But I'm all about explaining why I don't want her to do what I don't want her to do.
1: Yeah, I've had I've had a few conversations with her mm-hmm. about things to to try to help her understand. Yeah, what the reason is behind it and what the negative consequences are because there's some things like I think I had a discussion with her about if she was she stole food and then lied about it. You mm-hmm. know, and it's just like that that you know if she steals food that's bad for her, you know just all the different things that yeah. come of that because there's no immediate consequence to it really right I and mean, she gets to eat a cookie
0: so well and last night she didn't get she had a really bad attitude she was very tired and we were supposed to record the second part of podcast kid at podcastkid.com. uh <laughs> we didn't we didn't get a chance to because she had an attitude about not getting dessert or not getting enough of it or something like that and then so i said uh pick out a book and she she freaked out about that so i said fine no story we're going to bed and then um and and by the way, we can't do the show with you freaking out like this because she was whiny. She was just being whiny. Mm-hmm. She's being five, you know. And so by that time, she was livid. And I just I just sat down with her and I said, sweetheart, here's why. I this is what's gone down. You initially, had made cookies with your mother. Everything was fine. It was almost bedtime. We'd said no cookies, but then we said, okay, you can have a half of one. You were thrilled until you were done. Then you complained. And you had a bad attitude, and so when you went to get your book, you had an even worse attitude. You lost that privilege. And then you had a bad attitude about that and and, and amped it up to the point that we couldn't sit down and do a show. There's no way. So we're going to try it tomorrow night. All right, now you're sitting in bed. You've lost all your privileges. You're being told to calm down and go to sleep, and you're not doing that. What do you think's coming next? Is things going to get better or worse? Do you see the pattern or not? And I was expecting a lot from her, granted. But I'm telling you, her eyes looked over to the side. She thought about it, and she calmed herself down. She changed, and she fell asleep almost like a light switch.
1: Mm-hmm. Like before we got out the door, yeah. it seemed like.
0: <laughs> and, I was, was probably... and I the next day I followed up and told her I was proud of her. I said, you did good. You could have done better because, you know, it would have been better if it mm-hmm. hadn't happened at all. Mm-hmm. But you did good. And I think that's the kind of stuff that old school parenting – doesn't get to experience because i i would say that my folks were a lot like that yeah. meaning they just told you i'm the mommy that's why and i'm sorry that's just not good enough
1: well and that usually involves a lot of yelling mm-hmm. because kids i mean even even younger kids like five like dennis age you know five which is fairly young if they don't understand why there does come to a, a point where they're like i don't care i don't want to do that you mm-hmm. know it's just like you yelling at me it's not that bad compared to what I don't want to do or, you know, it's, it's like, but if they understand there is a point where if they understand a lot of times they want to try to do well, the right thing. And
0: again, our goal is not to make them want to avoid punishment. Our goal is to train them and teach them to prefer good over evil. And so we exaggerate the consequences of good behavior and exaggerate the consequences of bad behavior. Um, so the focus isn't on staying out of trouble it's on being a good person, not being good. There's a difference. It's it's more about discipling. Again, d- turning your children into versions of yourself. And I would say um, that that is probably, I know I said that earlier with two other things, but the number one reason people don't discipline, the number one is because they know that. They know that they are du- duplicating themselves in their kids and that their life and their attitudes and their habits are not worth duplicating. Mm-hmm. And they feel like a hypocrite. I can't get onto my kid for lying because they learned it from me. I can't get on my kid for swearing at school because they learned it from me. And they know they're going to have to change things in their own life before they can enforce it in their kids. And they figure, I can't do that or I won't do that or I'm not willing to. So, uh, whatever. Another thing, too, as I see is in broken families, nothing against y'all. I, I, I'm from one Um But I see a lot of guilt
1: Mm -hmm.
0: from from the from the parents, especially when kids are being passed back and forth every other weekend and blah, blah, blah. And nobody wants to be the bad guy. All right. right? And so what you see is a lot of catering to the child and the child is already struggling and hurting and and they know things aren't right. Things are weird that, you know, kids are very resilient, but they still they still struggle when things aren't the way they're supposed to be. And people feel guilty about that, and so they they let their kids get away with things. They make excuses for them, and um, though you know I'm not in that situation now, I can tell you from from the other end, from the kids' perspective, thinking back, thank God my mom did not do that. Uh, she was actually a little too harsh, but better that than than letting me go free mm-hmm. and do whatever.
1: Well, it just it doesn't do kids any favors by because. When you when you act like that, you're, you're also taking away their structure and their consistency. Exactly. and
0: that's their problem to begin with. Is, yeah, is their, their and, foundation has been rattled.
1: And obviously, you know, like in a divorce situation, you can't control every part of it, but you can make sure that the time that they're with you is is always consistent. Right. and they can at least anticipate that.
0: Right, and it, and it it you know a tip I know divorced parents don't typically get along very well, and they're more than happy to sometimes to bad talk each other. But the best thing you could do is is come up with a system, a discipline, structure, and expectations, and at least have unity in, in your children. Um, I know that's like the hardest thing in the world to do, but man, what a great thing to provide as much structure as possible for your kids. Um, but uh, another struggle people have, again, we've said it before, people don't discipline consistently. My family was really bad about that, especially my stepdad, ex-military guy, um, when you... When you When he was in a good mood, you could do anything you wanted. Bad mood, um, you couldn't even breathe two times a second and and not get in trouble. It's just ridiculous. And, uh, I mean, to the point that I I developed hives on my elbows and and just nervous Mm -hmm. cramping and all kinds of weird stuff. And I guess that's why discipline, proper discipline, is such a passion for me because consistency is huge. Um, Really, I don't care if you spank your kids, if you put them in timeout, if you take away – uh, you know uh, benefits or whatever whatever it is I don't care as long as it's consistent that's why I scratch my heads when I talk to moms that said it didn't work it didn't work it didn't work the moment you gave up is the moment it didn't work mm-hmm. you didn't find the threshold the threshold where it wasn't worth it anymore you have to keep going and, st- and amping it up and, and stepping it up it's like my son the other day he he got this he doesn't speak okay he doesn't talk much um, so I decided I'm going to start teaching this dude some rudimentary sign language. I at least want him to practice saying please, thank you, and and um, what else? More More, when he wants more. So we yes taught him. Yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. We taught him some basic signs, and he wouldn't do them. He would not do Mm-mm. them. He, he would wouldn't. look at you and say no. Oh, it's awesome how he can say no. <laughs>
1: Clear Perfectly day.
0: inflection. Yeah. <laughs> he can say it in several accents in mm-hmm. several languages. It's awesome. And so I mean, he, me and him had a showdown. And I won't go into all the details, but it took quite a while. And now... He does know, it automatically. Automatically. Loves it. Loves sign.
1: Just thinks it's the greatest thing. He's a totally different child when it comes to that. Because he wouldn't even dream of He would do it for you every now and then, but he wouldn't even and do it. And I don't know, know why,
0: but I, I was thinking about it. Jenna was that way with food. She wouldn't mm-hmm. try anything. And, and she was so obedient about everything else and so compliant. But on that one thing, she, would, she was ready to die on that hill. Yeah. And Donner was that way with, uh, with his sign stuff. But me and him got through it, and it's because I found the point where he wasn't willing you know, to, to just have his way. He was like, okay, all right, it's not worth it. I don't want no more. No more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: well, I mean, uh, I have my suspicions that that's his uh, speech issue as well. but Yeah,
0: I do too. I, I was telling the people in the class, he's got about a month
1: and and then we're gonna go
0: through talking we're gonna we're gonna pull that speech out of him because the boy can say what he wants to say he can say buzz he can say dad he can say mom he can say let's go and stuff but you know just by this point jenna was rattling off you know the gettysburg address and stuff it was Mm -hmm. ridiculous so (laughs) i don't know i don't know if i want him to talk or not
1: yeah there there is that although they both can't talk at the same time my hope is always that they would talk to each other, but that doesn't seem no, to be working. They no. both want to talk to us. Oh,
0: they they want to talk to us all the time. But uh, another thing people struggle is they don't have a dis, uh, consequence structure, and we're going to talk a lot about that next week. I have something called a consequence ladder that I use in my, in my job with, when I work with kids. I also have it at home. And um, at at work, it's real cut and dry because it's one situation. At at it, it, uh, at home, you do have to have different consequence structures based on whether you're at home, whether you're in public, um, you know, things like that. But uh, it it basically involves steps before you get to the point of killing them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in my family, it was it went from zero to ten. If you did anything bad, you were going to get the worst you could get, which was probably like ten licks. And staying in your room all weekend, you know that kind of thing. That was like the worst thing you, you you'd get. Um, there was no in between, and so the, I don't know. I think the punishment should fit the crime. If your kids do something stupid, and they just need to be reminded that that's stupid, don't do it again. They didn't do it willingly or to be evil. I think that deserves a different kind of punishment than somebody that a kid that just comes up and slaps you in your face because your dad they t- your, you know their dad told them to. Um, just kidding. Yeah. But seriously, I think a willful, you know, mm-hmm. rebellion, rebellious act is different than something where they're just being five. Yeah. You know, like if they were chugging vitamins, um, you know, like Flintstone vitamins, it's not going to kill them. They don't need to do that, though. They need to learn a lesson. They're going to get in trouble. But it, it, But if after they got in trouble, they did it again, that's when, you know, the gloves are coming off because then they knew. You know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be steps, and and some of those steps can be you know a verbal warning, a timeout, um, a, a loss of some sort of privilege, and then you know if you spank, you could give them a little rat a tat tat, um, and just keep going up from there. And eventually, you're going to find that breaking point where they say, "Yeah, it's not worth it." And mm-hmm. you've seen that. You've seen that on on uh, Super Nanny and those kind of shows where they put them in the corner or in their in their naughty chair, and they get so sick of it they break in a good way, Mm -hmm. and they cry, and it's not a whiny cry. It's a heartfelt, I'm sorry for what I did. I realize the pain I've caused because I've experienced it myself, and I'm ready to change. They don't say any of that, but you can hear it in the tears. And um, that's what kids need. Kids need structure. Like you said, they do better in structure without it. It's like grass. Grass left to itself grows, but it grows wild. When you cut grass, it actually helps it fill in better, it grows better. It's it, Anybody will tell you cutting your grass regularly, and it's that structure. It's keeping it the same height, keeping it the way it's supposed to be. Grows better. Kids are the same way. You have to run a lawnmower over them once in a while. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, that was horrible.
0: I know. I realized my <laughs> my metaphor was not very good. It's okay. Um. So complicated family situations. You know. Oh, another one is is if we have expectations for our kids, how often are we sharing those, and how often are they just in our heads? Mm-hmm. And again, since they're situational, the kids are always trying to guess. I think it's very important to clearly state the rules on Super Nanny. That's the first thing they do is they lay out the rules. And I swear to you, she does that not just for the kids but for the parents because mm-hmm. the parents need to realize they need a vision. And this is the steps. This is the steps I'm going to encourage the people listening to this show to take. If get a vision for your kid, what does your child look like? And all a vision is is go into the future in your mind, take a picture of your kid, and bring that back. What? Does your kid look like? How are they acting? It doesn't have to be specific. Y'all want him to be an accountant, not a football player. That kind of <laughs> stuff's ridiculous. You need to talk about what kind of morals do you want them to have? What kind of belief structure do you want them to have? What kind of worldview do you want them to have? And what how do you want other people to be perceiving them and all that kind of stuff? Because you know what? You can tune them out, but the world can't. Mm-hmm. And their future boss and future spouse and all the and their children, they're going to have to deal with what you allowed your child to become. Did you let them grow wild or did you run the lawnmower over them? Sounds terrible. <laughs> Don't say that.
1: It's funny. It's funny.
0: <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, you need to know what your expectations are. You you got your you got your view, your vision. Um, you can look at your child. Look at the vision. See the differences, the things that need to be changed, the rough edges that need to be smoothed down, the things that need to be added, the habits that need to change. And you can begin to build a list of goals and then a list of rules. And then share that with your kid. Don't make it a surprise. Kids do not deal well with randomness, and they do not deal well with unknowns. Mm-hmm. Let them know what's expected of them, especially your boys. Because boys, will they will sink to what you expect from them, or they will rise to what you expect them. How do I know? Because I'm the same way. All men are. Most of us are. Um, generalizations are never good. But most men are built to where if you think they are a loser, they will prove you right. And if you think that they are amazing, most of the time, they will prove you right, even if they're not. Right? That's right. Absolutely. So you do your little boys right. the same way. Brag on them when they do the smallest thing. Oh, man, my son helped me move chairs. It took so much longer with his help. <laughs> it was a lot heavier to move with him uh, uh, yeah. uh, making little grunt sounds, helping me. I don't know what he was grunting on, but he was <laughs> he was doing something. We were moving chairs. And then when I vacuumed, he held the cord for me. And I and I kept jerking him all over the floor. <laughs> uh but man, oh, he was boy. helping. And he was learning and from his world, he was he was helping daddy and daddy was proud of him, and I want to nurture that. I want that to continue. Mm-hmm. That'll turn into a work ethic for the love, and and a future boss and a future spouse will uh, will benefit from that. So anyway, uh, we mentioned complicated va- family situation, vices. I think I referenced that already. Uh, problems that we have, we know our kids get them from us, so we we defend them. Oh man, I don't know how many times I've I, in my line of work I've had to call parents to the carpet about their kid, and the parents are very defensive. And I used to wonder why when I first started out, and then I realized. That's because they feel like I'm attacking them Mm -hmm. because they know that they, that the kid got it from them and they're embarrassed and defending their child is actually defending them. So, but, uh, and then, and then the last but not least, I think some people just simply don't know how, maybe they never had it modeled. Maybe they're afraid of doing it wrong. Uh, you know, uh, if, if you're a single mom out there and your, your kids are driving you crazy, you're just trying to get from day to day and you don't seem to have any energy left, um, I feel you, and I understand. Um, but I'm telling you, dis- proper discipline is an investment in your own future. Just like planting seeds that grow later, If you, just like bad behavior when they're little starts small and then gets bigger as they get bigger, good behavior luckily does the same thing.
1: Right. You train
0: them when they're little, or when they're littler, as they get bigger, and don't think they're too grown. you got an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old. It's going to be harder than it would be if they were six months. But it's like, you know, have you ever gained a lot of weight? And, and I don't know. I was like this. I, I gained a lot of weight one time. And uh, I remember thinking, I, I need to stop eating so much because I'm getting fat. But I'm already fat, so I'll just keep eating. And then I did. I got fatter. And I look back. I'm like, I wasn't that fat then. Oh, my gosh. I should have stopped. And uh, we can be that way with our kids, too. Oh, I've let it go this long. It's too late. And then five, six years later, when you got the cops showing up at your door because your kid's been vandalizing the school, you're like, ah, I should have done something when he was eight because now he's 16 and I just want to knock him out, run over him with a (sighs) lawnmower. But uh, proper discipline is the hardest job in parenting. It's hard. It's hard. It's the hard part of it because it's all the time, but it's the most rewarding. It's an investment in your own future because the fruits of your labor – Will you will benefit from your kids will be a blessing to you instead of a curse instead of a instead of something it'll save your own sanity? Um, so children need structure, they crave it, they want it, and they will respect you. They will respect you when you give it to them. Um, that's the one thing I noticed about the boy is he was always all you know, no, no, and stuff. But when me and him had that showdown afterwards, he was he was he was uh not scarily you know, respectful. Mm-hmm. But um, for a two-year-old, he he really seemed to suddenly care,
1: <laughs> and it it even transferred to me, which was a little surprised. But mm-hmm. um, yeah,
0: and not out of fear. The boys, you know, just no, he running just, around and having it's, his fun. It's time. just like
1: his attitude was turned yeah. around.
0: <laughs> well, I remember my sister was that way. My mom used to say every now and then you just had to whoop her. And she <laughs> she'd sweeten
1: right up. I don't know what it was
0: with her, you know. Yeah, and um. You know, I think we adults are that way. There's just nobody to whoop us. And we, we have those rough days. Some people would probably call them biometrics, you know, where you mm-hmm. have your ups and your downs and, and all that kind of stuff. Lord, we probably need somebody to whoop us, but it's all right. But, um, again, the solutions for, for some of these struggles is get a vision for your kid. Target what behaviors need to change in the child and maybe in yourself and uh, for that vision to become a reality. Make a commitment to yourself and to God Uh, that you will reach that goal. Again, I believe God gave us our kids. Um, Even if you don't believe in God, man, I'm telling you, um, I I really believe, uh, if anything's going to make you believe in God, it's watching a baby be born and seeing that precious life come and and the the huge gift that it is, that child. And and we've been given these kids and we've got, I believe we're going to be held accountable for what they turn into. I really do. And, um, I make a commitment to God to do well with his kids, the kids that he gave me. They're gifts. They're precious gifts. Um, and then I challenge you to literally write up your expectations for your kid and build a list of rules and post them somewhere. Don't make them big and complicated. They only have to be 30 of them. Um, although you may, if you have a, a large age span, you might want to make a list for the little kids and one for the big kids. Mm-hmm. Or you might need to make individual ones. If one kid has a problem with attitude and the other one has a kid with laziness, you might need to you know, uh, put those – together like that. But, um, I don't know, just generally you it, next week, we're going to talk about expectations because the other thing is, you know, as you, as you build your rules, you're going to ask yourself, are they too strict? Are they too lenient? Have I based them on what I think I can enforce or what? Well, so next week, we're really going to settle in on the concept of, of, uh, minimum requirements and then expectations and then great behavior. So we don't reward all of it and we don't punish all of it. Um, just the stuff that drops below minimum expectations and rises above, uh, uh, expectations. So anyway, that's about it for this show. Actually, Jen, do you have anything to add, subtract, multiply, or divide?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Jen's a little sleepy, so I'm sorry (laughs) that my voice filled the air i but talked some you did
1: you were finishing it and up. i do
0: appreciate you doing the show tonight so thank you and letting me use my brand new microphone mm-hmm. it is cool uh real quick shout out to the chat room uh thank you for those of you that joined us uh last minute i see uh chris in there miss uh missa missy missa uh narnia nerd uh debster anonymous and a few other folks i know that barely from uh barely podcasting was in there earlier and i uh, glad to see him in there that was impressive So, um, guys, I guess we will get out of here. Um, This has been Geek Loves Nerd. Check us out online, geeklovesnerd.com. We have uh, stuff that we do on there, you know, articles and stuff like that. Uh, We have forums. You can email your comments to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com, or you can telephone them in. Did you know that? We do have a telephone number. That telephone number is this. It is, gosh, I have it right here. Hold on. My music's gonna run out. Oh my gosh. Okay, here it is. Two, nine two zero three GLN GLN. 9203 GLN GLN. And uh, until next time, Jen, I loved you.
1: I loved you too. I loved you too. Rah.